I tell every single one of my clients, when I told you guys too, is, is that YouTube is a marathon. Like you, you're not going to be able to sprint your, your way to success with YouTube. Most people won't be able to, to, won't be able to do that. Hello, and welcome to the Optimized Store Owners Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, y'all. On today's episode, we have Scott Simpson, CEO of Video Marketing World and founder of Rafty Media. Scott and his wife, Camber, have built a YouTube channel with over 300,000 subscribers and over 100 million views. Scott was also a consultant for us and now a friend. So we have the pleasure of seeing him zone of genius firsthand. In this episode, you're going to learn all these things and more. Number one, the most common mistake when starting and growing a YouTube channel. Number two, why YouTube is still the best kept secret in business. And number three, the exact strategy that Scott would put in place if he was an e-commerce business just starting out on YouTube. All right, guys, enjoy. Awesome. Hey, Scott, thanks so much for jumping into uh, the podcast on the Optimized Store Owner Show. We're super excited to talk with you, especially about YouTube. Uh, So thanks for jumping in. Oh, thanks for having me. You guys, uh, uh, always a pleasure hanging out with you too. Awesome. And I, I we're going to dive deep into to YouTube, but I think there's a lot of value you could add even outside of that too. So if we, if we go on a different direction, um, maybe you can help us steer back towards the YouTube side, but I really want to focus on um, how to take a business and how, why YouTube is a is a valuable platform for every type of business, but specifically for those who are listening to the podcast, e-commerce, like how can e-commerce brands and e-commerce businesses, product-based businesses use a platform like YouTube. Um, so before we jump into that, let's, let's step far, a little bit farther back because you have a YouTube channel and normally we don't tell people to tell about themselves or ask about themselves, but maybe explain a little bit about your YouTube channel and then what you're doing now with the channel. Um, and, and then we can, we can jump from there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we started our YouTube channel in 2014 when we were more focused on personal development. So I got to back up even further. We, we wrote a couple of books in 2010, 2011. One of them was a hardcover children's book, fully illustrated, you know, and it, it, and the message in it was um, personal development in nature. And then we, we, we created an adult slash teen version of that book. Um, and uh, when, we, when we did that in 2011, I, I used to travel around to different groups and organizations and talk about the principles in this book and share motivational things and you know motivational uh, messages and things like that. And so in 2014, my wife was pregnant with my son and, and ultimately I was like, you know, it's not very conducive to growing a family, me traveling all the time. And so I'm going to try and do what I can online and see if we can build a business online doing, um, doing YouTube, using YouTube uh, exclusively. And so we started the YouTube channel and it was very focused on personal development in the beginning, sharing these principles of success that we put into our book. Uh, and then we kind of, I, I kind of ran out of things to say, and that, that kind of happens sometimes. Um, but I, you know, it was very early. I, I mean, YouTube had been around for a few years, but it was very early on in like the, 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 the new style of creator. Um, and so there, there wasn't a lot to model my show after. So I was basically just making videos and throwing up on, uh, throwing them up on YouTube. 
And when we started to run out of content, that's when I was like, okay, how can we get into a rhythm where I can continue to do YouTube, but have things to talk about every day? And, uh, and so we turned it into a daily vlog where it was like, we were sharing what, we were, what was going on that day, but then we were also kind of leaving people with an inspirational or motivational message, or at least that was the idea. And we, you know, we, we did that. We were pretty good with that in the beginning. And then it kind of fell by the wayside, but ultimately, um, our, our idea was like, we're going to create content to share positivity with other people in the world. And, um, and then, you know, it didn't really do too much for the first year. And then uh, second year it was, you know, it, it kind of hobbled along. And then in the third year is when things really took off and we got a hundred thousand subscribers and then 200,000 subscribers and then 300,000 subscribers. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And ultimately make a long story short, YouTube has done a number of things that haven't been, uh, ha have made growing family content difficult. And so we have pivoted from creating family content daily on our YouTube channel to now working with businesses. I bought Video Marketing World in 2019, which is a, a digital or it's a video marketing conference here in Dallas. And, um, and then I got into business consulting. And so I work with a lot of different businesses uh, on all aspects of, of uh, social media marketing and email marketing. And so we've really transformed what we've done on YouTube now into and leverage that that success in order to give us, I guess, some social proof and clout um, in our new business. And so that's what I focus on now is is uh, um, mostly uh, consulting and, and YouTube consulting. Whenever you're like, let's just say there's a, a new brand or a new, let's just say a t-shirt brand, a new clothing brand or a new product-based business, or really anybody starting out on YouTube, what is can you like lay the groundwork of like, what are, what would you do? Right. So a lot of people just grab a camera and they just record a video or what, what are kind of like the first steps to creating a YouTube channel? And, you know, if you were going to start it all over again, how would you, how would you start? Okay. So if I'm speaking specifically to somebody who's got like e-commerce um, I think the the biggest thing with e-commerce or the biggest thing with YouTube in general is telling good stories. And, and you guys and I, we've had a lot of conversation about this is, is that that's what separates you from everybody else who is doing e-commerce on YouTube. It's your own personal story. And so if, if uh, you were selling a, um, a specific style of t-shirt or, or you had specific branding for a t-shirt company, what's the story behind that brand? Why are you doing, why are you doing what you do? Um, why are you creating those t-shirts? If you are, you know, if it's like some, some 20 year old kid who's creating shirts that are based off of popular memes, then I would create a YouTube channel that was focused on sharing those popular memes or reacting to those popular memes. And those memes are, you know, memes are generally trending. And so you can get a lot of search traffic from memes. And so you would probably ultimately end up getting a, a, a lot of traffic on your YouTube channel by talking or reacting to those memes. And you could convert that audience into paying customers just by shouting out your store and promoting your, promoting your products. And I, I don't know if you guys have ever um, been on YouTube and you've seen like meme compilation channels. Have you guys ever seen any meme compilation channels or GIF like almost like YouTube shorts? You guys seen that stuff? Mm -hmm. Okay, so a lot of the times what those guys will do is they will take content from all over the internet and it's probably not legal. I'm assuming they're not getting permission for what they're doing, but essentially what they do 
is they rip other people's content and they make this big giant compilation that's like 10 to 15 minutes long. And then at the very beginning, they will shout out their, their t-shirt store or their socks store. And then five minutes into it, they'll have another shout out for their, for their t-shirt store. Because generally you can't monetize those types of videos because they're copyright claimed. And so uh, the way that these guys get around it and they still make money is by um, creating e an e-commerce line, uh, a merch line that is associated with the memes and stuff that they're talking about. So that would probably be one of the, the things that I would do if I were, um, if I were creating content for, a, um, for an e-commerce store is to, is to share stories and really to share the why and try to build up an audience of people who are also just as obsessed about whatever it is that you're creating t-shirts about and, and try to build a community with them. Um, we are starting to grow a lot on YouTube and obviously, I mean, you've helped us out a lot uh, on that front. Would you say that, I mean, how, I guess, how does a, or how much time I would say, would a, would a business owner or someone who's running an e-commerce store would need to dedicate, you know, to something like YouTube? I mean, is that something that, I mean, do you see that a lot? You know, these business owners with, with physical products trying to also build stories on YouTube. I mean, it's a lot of work. We're doing it currently right now. And uh, it's a lot, a lot of work to, to make sure that, you know, we're creating quality content, that it's still relevant content, that we're creating the right thumbnails, the right titles, um, so, it, I mean, it's a lot of moving parts with YouTube, um, and obviously the content has to be good and, and the editing has to be really good. So, I mean, is that something that you would recommend, um, to, to a business owner and does it ever shift towards, okay, like now we're making more money on YouTube than we're making on our, on our, on our actual store. Um, does that happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely can happen. So it, it really depends on what you're wanting from YouTube because you can drive traffic to a store using YouTube and spend very little time. It's just collecting clips and, um, uh, you know, having a, a script writer, having somebody do a voiceover, having somebody, you know, put the whole thing together and you personally can step away from it and have it essentially manage itself. Um, but with you guys, you know, you're trying to build a personal brand. You're trying to build, you know, make you the face of this, uh, of your company, uh, give yourselves a voice in the industry and, and, you know, to make yourself stand out and, and open the doors for other opportunity. And anytime that you're trying to build a personal brand on social media, it, it uh, makes it, you know, 10 hundred, you know, a thousand times more uh, time consuming because you're the one who has to put the effort in. Whereas if somebody else is just building a channel for you, then it can be very uh, time time effective, but you, you're not going to get that that personal brand um, out of it. It's just going to be a a a, um, a channel that is based around a subject, and um, you know it'll be successful, but it's not going to be. You guys won't be able to really use it as social proof or clout. Whenever you're like, let's just say you're built you when you're building that brand the something that you talked about with us previously and i think is something like a mis, misconception like for something like if you compare it to facebook or instagram is that you need to post every day or you need to post frequently but something you told us and maybe you can expand upon that is that the storytelling side of things or the brand building side of things you could create less content 
but doing it a really effective way and still build a brand. And like, I guess, and talk about the evergreen side of things too, but um, maybe you can expand on the storytelling side of things where, where most people would think like for Instagram or for videos, you've got to do it like every day or every week or whatever. Um, and I don't know if that's really the same for for YouTube. So, um, so there's a really good, there's a, there's a channel that's exploding right now and it's called JCS criminal psychology and JCS criminal psychology got 700,000 new subscribers in the month of May, like just huge, um, massive growth. And they have 16 videos on their channel, 16 videos. And they post every few months, right? They've been doing this for a couple of years. They post every few months. They're exploding because they're telling incredible stories. And so if you come onto YouTube um, and you have this shotgun approach that you're going to hit every single how-to lesson that you could possibly hit four times a week uh, for the next couple of years, uh, that that's, that's one approach and that, and that will build your channel and it will build your personal brand. Um, but it will be solving people's problems and not necessarily attracting them as core, as a core audience of diehard fans of yours. And so you can solve problems and that's a great, that's a great way to build a channel, but you always have to understand that it's one and done content. Once you've solved somebody's problem, they have no reason to subscribe to you. Whereas mm -hmm. stories, they connect, they, you build empathy with your audience, they connect with you on a human level, and then they come back for you. And so they become fans of yours and not just, hey, thanks for helping me solve my problem. I'll see you later. But it's, it's more like, I want to know what Aaron and Christian are doing this week. And, and we've talked a ton about that. Um, but the reason that JCS is doing so well is because they're telling incredible stories. And you don't need to have content all the time if you have your audience completely hooked on you. Interesting perspective. And I, I just want to look them up too. And I'm sure that TubeBuddy is the, a software service that we use. And I know you used to, Scott. I don't know if it's correct or not, but I looked it up. And I said the views in the last 30 days was... Uh, we're, we're 75 or 76 million views, yep. which is absolutely insane. Um, and it's just like, <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. And for that channel, that's probably equivalent to three or $400,000 in revenue just from ads. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge number because an average channel will get between uh, two and uh, well, between a, a dollar and three dollars uh, per, per thousand views. And they're probably that channel because it's it's more of an adult demographic is probably getting more like five to six dollars per thousand views, maybe even more than that. So it's it's a massive, massive uh, windfall for the creators of that channel. That's crazy. And, and I think the possibility is is out there. And I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, the, the clients that we have that are the, the e-commerce stores, the boutiques, the clothing brands, just uh, hat companies, uh, which you have a very cool hat on, by the way. Um, Thanks. <laughs> trying to figure out like, okay, how much time, like what's the trade-off here? Or how can you measure ROI with, with YouTube? Because I know some people can create one video and then it's just a hit success. 
Um, and then some people create 50 or 200 or 300 videos. And so we're trying to find a way to, to tell our clients that YouTube is, there's so many different avenues to make revenue or grow awareness for their brand and whether or not the, the ROI is there. So whenever you're working with a client about, you know, with YouTube, what are some of the questions or ways that you kind of help them, I don't know, navigate whether or not it's going to be a good ROI for them or whether it's worth their time? Um, I, did, I just think that's a common thing that comes up is, is it going to be worth my time and why should I do it? And maybe why convince people why they should be focusing on YouTube? <laughs> Yeah. So there's a couple of thoughts that I have with that. Um, and what I, what I tell every single like you, one of my clients, you're not going to be able to sprint your, your you? way to success with YouTube. Most people won't be able to, to won't be able to do that. And so it's a long-term plan. You've got to, you've got to, um, uh, you got to dig your heels in and, and be committed to creating content for a couple of years before you really start to see success. But if you stick with it, YouTube can be massively successful because because of its evergreen nature, every other social platform out there is timeline oriented, meaning you post today and in four or five days, you won't be able to find your content again, or people will stop responding or making replies or liking your, your posts. And so it can be really lucrative for those first couple of days if you have an audience built up. But after those first few days, if you stop posting, you won't get sales, you won't get engagement anymore because you're, you're irrelevant essentially. Whereas with YouTube, you post today, five years from now, you could still be getting clicks and sales and um, email subscriptions and things like that. But I, I look at YouTube more as like building, it's like building an, a, um, a, an audience of fans. It's like, it's like growing your email, your email list. It takes time. It doesn't happen all in one day. Uh, but two years from now, you're going to be so grateful that you put the effort in that you did two years before starting your YouTube channel. And so I, I think that every, every business needs a combination of, of, you know, short-term marketing efforts, which are like Facebook ads or YouTube ads, um, or, um, you know, collaborations and, and affiliate type of promotions. And then they also need a long-term strategy for growth. And that, Follow, you know that that comes in the form of YouTube. YouTube is like the the best place to do it because it's easy to rank videos. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15-minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training. Where would you, what is the, when, when you're talking about a video, the, the most important element or I guess elements of creating a good video? Because I was just looking at that, like you said, the, the, the JCS criminal psychology, like, they just have a picture of, you know, somebody with some kind of text. They're literally not following your typical like thumbnail. They're not following your typical strategy. Like, how is it that they could just post videos like this and it just works? Like, is there a, like a roadmap that says do these things and you will quote unquote, you know, reach more people or is it, 
I don't know. I guess it, maybe you give as much insight to the YouTube algorithm as possible because it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. yeah. Where, so where, where JCS kills it is they get you to ask a question. And, and we, we've talked about that a lot with you guys is like, if you get your audience to ask a question, that's the only thing that's important. That's, that's because if, then you get them to click because they have to answer that question. So it's like, you know, one of their videos, what pretending to be crazy looks like. And then you see this, this picture of this guy in this hospital gown, you know, handcuffed to a chair or whatever. And you're like, what is this all about? Mm -hmm. And you have to click on it. And, and you know, <laughs> 34 million people did, <laughs> you know? And so, so that's, that's the key to success is, is, uh, well, well, there's a number of keys to success, but first you got to get them to click and you do that by getting them so intrigued that they can't not click. Like they have to click because they're compelled to, because the question is burning so hard. And I've watched probably four or five of their videos and I'm like, I'm like, man, why do I keep clicking on these? And it's because they're so compelling. But the second thing is keeping them hooked uh, as long as you possibly can on your content itself by having really good content. JCS does an incredible job of hooking you because you want to know what happens next. The story in, that they're telling on each one of these criminal cases that they're showing interrogations for is super compelling. And then the way they put the information together, they've got a voiceover and narration and things like that. And it's just, it's very, very easy to just get stuck watching that content for hours. And I mean, you can see like a lot of their content is over an hour long. Mm -hmm. um, some of them two and a half hours, one and a half hours. And the reason that they're really, I'm, I'm sure the reason that they're really blowing up right now is because people are watching uh, and staying on the platform for so long like I, i've watched i've probably watched two hours the other day just straight through video after video after video because it's so compelling so so number one have good marketing make sure that your thumbnails and titles are are on point and getting people uh peaking people's curiosity number two make sure you have really good content that people are sticking around for and and if you do those two things your channel will be successful it's really i mean I, it sounds so like easy the way that you're explaining it like right just create curiosity and and create good content about the the stuff that you're talking about it's that's it <laughs> you guys should be at a million subscribers by now <laughs> so what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that people make on youtube I, I think the biggest one of the biggest well there's a couple big mistakes that i see all the time uh number one is uh the SEO side of things carries too much weight. And th there is to, to the people who are creating, like it's, it's too much of a factor for them. And so they spend their time, a lot of their time, you know, writing amazing descriptions and making sure that they've got all their tags and making sure things are perfectly spelled and, and they've got all their captions. Ultimately that stuff is like secondary to just creating good content. Uh, and so that's one, that's one mistake that I see a lot from people. The next mistake is that I see so many people watch someone else in some category or niche, uh, do something unique and, um, and get a bunch of views for it. And then they automatically assume that they could do the same thing. And so they try it and then they fail. Right. Cause it's like, it's, it's, um, 
you know, it's you can't follow in someone's footsteps exactly. And I, I'm guilty of it too, right? I, I start channels all the time. They're like, oh, I could do that. That's really easy. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm working on a channel that was just inspired from some other channels that I've looked at. And it's easy, easy on my time. Um, and so I'm like, well, may as well try. And, and we've done that before and been successful. You know, we had a, a channel, uh, a second channel blow up that, you know, got almost 50,000 subscribers and um, like 15 million views on some of the content. And so it was like, that was, it was a success. And so I don't, I don't like tell people not to do that, but the thing that will set you apart and build your brand best is standing out, being unique, thinking outside of the box and creating content that other people haven't necessarily created or thinking about how, or, or, or combining content, um, you know, content categories in a way that other people haven't. Maybe they have done uh, snowmobiling and um, snowmobiling and water skiing content before, but then they're combining snowmobiling and skiing. And so then, you know, it's like this, this whole new subcategory that other people haven't done. So it's, it's, it's just thinking outside of the box and doing stuff that's unique to you and that you're passionate about. I think that's a, yeah, that's a good point that I think you talked about with us before is just the, also the passion, right? So it's, you have your brand, but then you, people come back for you. But if you're just copying other people and you don't really have a passion for it, they can tell with your inflection of your voice, the way you're doing things. Um, so question for you, and this is probably, um, maybe a little insightful for everybody who's listening and because you have, we have worked together. What would you say? And you could be as, I would, I would want you to be as candid and honest as possible. Cause I think somebody would be able to get something out of this. What do you think is the biggest quote unquote mistake or the biggest thing that bit branding or our channel is doing wrong on YouTube right now? Um, I think that you guys, so I think that you guys are in a really good spot right now. I think that the biggest thing that, is is probably affecting you is your backlog of content that's like it's like trying to turn the titanic and um because you've got so much content uh old old content that is like that's kind of keeping you cemented in certain categories um i think that it's just a matter of time before youtube is like okay yeah these guys have has have shifted your content is really good um i would keep an eye on your audience retention, make sure that you're, you're keeping people on the platform and then adjust to where they're falling off. And so remove spots if you need to shorten your content or, uh, or have different segments. And we talked about having segments, um, but have different segments that come faster in each video and, and just to keep people on your content more and then make sure that they have a place to go after they finish your video. And that was one thing that we talked a lot about was uh, utilizing card strategy and making sure that that at certain intervals in each video, you're promoting something else. So that way your audience has a place to go when they're done watching your content. Got it. I was hoping for you to be more brutal, um, but no. <laughs> we work with Scott for a period of time, so he's definitely helped us a lot because I think even 12 weeks ago, he would have been making a laundry list of, of changes at this point, but yeah. And, and I think that's, that's one of the things that Scott did with us really, really well is, is you're kind of going into different chapters of, of learning YouTube. You don't start doing everything at once, right? Uh, with Scott, we started with, with, with our content, 
let's fix our content. And then from that, okay, let's focus now on, on your titles. Let's make sure you have really good titles. And then you kind of go more into the, the technicality side of things like the tags and, and having really good descriptions, et cetera. So. Well, and a lot of those things just take time, you know, and that's why I, that's why when I work with, work with people, I work for months, you know, I work for three months at a time at least because, I, because a lot of things like understanding good thumbnail design, it takes time. Now you guys, your thumbnails are looking really good. Like they're strong, but, but when you first started making the changes, it was like, we'd have to go back and forth and back and forth in order for you to catch the vision of what was, you know, what was clickable. And, um, and so that, that just took some time, but now, now you're getting it. And that's, um, that's awesome. So yeah, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was not meant to, to be a, a kudos to us, but I appreciate it. So <laughs> just to be curious of your time. And also, I think that as people are listening to get the most out of this, I'm going to put Scott on the, on the spot here. And I wanted to ask him if he was starting a new YouTube channel today for a clothing brand, selling any type of clothing, whatever that may be, or any type of e-commerce store, what would your approach be? Um, and just kind of walk us through, you know, hypothetically, this is how I would go about it. Step by step, this is how I would use YouTube to grow my e-commerce store and, you know, maybe explain with your insight. I think you have a few views. Would you say you had close to 300,000 subscribers or, or a little bit more? So, uh, yeah, something like we have 400 across all of our YouTube channels, but our biggest channel is about 330 or 3, I don't know, 330, 340, somewhere in there. Okay. So, so, okay. So let me ask a clarifying question. This is important. Am I starting a new e-commerce store or do I have an established e-commerce store already? So to be very specific, you've been around for about 18 months. You got about, you know, 5,000 followers on Facebook, 10,000 on Instagram. You know, you're making eight, $9,000 a month already. So you have sales, um, but you're looking to expand and grow. And you just I, found I, out about this YouTube channel or YouTube idea that came up to you. I would create a, um, a, a high energy, fast paced, uh, vlog. And, um, and I would make all of, I, I would, I would tell behind the scenes stories and I would show the entire process from start to finish from t-shirts to designs, to problems we're having in the company to, um, yeah, to, to just behind the scenes issues that we're solving that people would be interested in. And then I would, I would create the content, something around, um, something around, or, or I, I would title it, or I would, uh, try to get into either the fashion category, um, you know, like t-shirt fashion, or I would try to get into a Shopify category and, uh, and then focus on store owners and, and building up, um, you know, selling t-shirts, but then also inspiring other people to have, to build Shopify stores and share with them my victories and the things that I struggle with because, um, because as you guys know, Shopify stores or Shopify channels can be very lucrative. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, the CPMs, um, you know, the, the income that you can receive from YouTube talking about how to do Shopify can be very, uh, lucrative. So that, that's, that's how I would, I would focus. Um, but if I were just going strictly fashion, then I would just tell the story about running, my fashion empire, even if it's just t-shirts, but it's like everybody's got to start somewhere. Right. And there'll be an audience for it who would be very interested in what you do. And then how frequently would you put out content for this, for that vlog? I would probably aim for three times a week. And, um, 
and I would make, I would substitute in production quality by increasing my, uh, I don't say energy levels, but, um, but, uh, being more dynamic and telling, you know, talking about things that are more exciting. And so I would focus on creating videos around the most exciting aspects of my business and then just try to tell the best stories that I could, but not necessarily put a whole lot of editing effort into the production. Cause that, that's where the big bottleneck can come. It's just, it takes a lot of time to edit. And then final question. I feel like that would be a follow-up to this for the for the people who like you gave an amazing strategy and i hope they go and use and implement this please do and let scott know but they're gonna ask how do i record it so what's like one camera or how would you suggest to record this that on the vlog fast pace high energy i'd start with a cell phone oh okay um because and it, you know as long as it's like a newer generation i would start with like an iphone 12 or you know, this is a Samsung Galaxy um, Note 20. Uh, so, you know, something that has a higher quality resolution that picks up audio better, but that that's where I'd start uh, because these, these cameras are just as good as a lot of DSLR cameras, to be honest. Uh, and then when you want to upgrade, I'd go with the Canon M50 and then get a, a, a shotgun mic uh, on top and like a selfie, a selfie stick. So you, it makes it easier to hold. And yeah, and I, I would just, I would go from there. People don't need crazy expensive equipment or even like a GoPro, like a GoPro 9. You could probably do a whole ton with GoPro 9s. And, uh, and they've got great audio. So, so just a inexpensive, you know, 2021 has been very good for cameras. When I started in, in 2014, they didn't even have like image stabilization on all the, the digital cameras. So our first few videos were like all shaky all over the place. It was terrible. But now the, the cell phones have like hyper smooth and they're just smooth as butter. It's incredible. It's like you're, you're walking with a gimbal. So you can record incredible content with cell phones. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how, how we started. We had a, an iPhone and then we actually plugged in the, the iPhone headphones and we used that as a microphone. Um, so that's 100% how you should do it. Just, just start with what you have yep. and, and upgrade from there. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's, you know, that's in your pocket, you know, it's like you're, you're, you always have your phone. And so like you, you're not having to carry a camera to the post office as you're shipping product and you're not having to, um, you know, you're not having to carry a big camera through a grocery store or whatever. So it's like, well, I will say this, like Aaron in Puerto Rico, he had his camera and he was walking around with it and people were actually asking him like, oh, are you an influencer? Like, Yeah, they thought I was an influencer. And they asked me if I was a YouTuber and I told them yes, because I'm not lying, right? So <laughs> you're right, yes. I didn't tell them what kind of YouTuber, but yeah, I'm a creator, what's up? I actually took it to this to this one beach and I had it out there as we were like doing some stuff on there and they're like, hey, um, do you have an Instagram page or YouTube that I can follow you on? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, technically. And they're like, how big of an influencer are you? I was like, <laughs> it's just like, it just kept going farther and farther. And they're like, are you being modest? Or like, are you like, cause I was doing, I was taking some videos of my wife too. And they're yeah. like, is she like, um, on Instagram? Like, where is she? The What's her handle? So I can go and, you know, find this video. Like, it's just so funny to just see like, um, I think it was intimidation thing or whatever. Cause it's a regular camera, but then it had like the shotgun mic and then like yeah. the little, 
uh, thing to like help with the wind. So they were like, wow, he's serious or something. He's professional. Yeah, we get that all the time too. Like when, because we'll, we'll have our M50 and we've got a big uh, Boya mic that sits on top. And it, and the Boya mic we have is huge. Uh, you know, I've had the road mics too and they're, they're big, but the Boya mic is massive. And the wind muff is, is like, it's like, <laughs> like if you fluff it out, it's like six inches in diameter. <laughs> And, and so, yeah, it, it calls a lot of attention to yourself and, and that can be fun sometimes, but it also is really annoying. You know, some mm-hmm. people come up and they'll be like, I've seen you on YouTube. Like, no, you haven't. I promise you, you haven't. <laughs> Give me some money then. And then I'll talk to you for five minutes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Super chat money. Yes. Um, so Scott, what is the, uh, I want to be, like I said, respectful of your time and, and let you go here. I know you added a ton of value, but what's the best way for people to connect with you, find out more about, uh, working with you and just to, to overall help with their, with their business. Um, so probably, uh, joining our Facebook group would be the best place to, to get a hold of me. Well, I mean, there's a number of ways, but our Facebook group is video marketing world super easy to remember video marketing world mm-hmm. and then um they can connect with me personally uh on social media and it's just you know just search scott simpson um no p in simpson and they'll find me perfect anyway i will put that in the show notes as well all right awesome thanks so much scott i know this was a ton of value and i appreciate uh you coming on the show awesome thanks guys thanks for having Thank you that's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBranding and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.